You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? Your man, Ike Jones. We are here morning drop style. We're talking about little Auburn basketball this morning. For those of you who do not know, Wendell Green Jr. has decided he is moving on from Auburn. What does that mean for the future of Auburn next season, specifically at the point guard position? We are going to talk about it right here on the morning drop. Y'all know how we do. Let's drop it on them. You are now now listening listening to the War Report. Morning drop time. Your guy Ike Jones in here rocking solo this morning, man. Talking a little Auburn basketball. Wendell Green Jr., point guard, rising senior, has decided he's going pro. Not what I expected, but hey, listen, man, it ain't about my expectations. It's about these young men and their lives. Wendell Green announced yesterday via his social media that he will forego the remainder of his eligibility. Didn't say specifically foregoing his eligibility, but did not say that he'd be entering the transfer portal. He said he'd be pursuing his career professionally, declaring for the NBA draft. So, First and foremost, shout out to Wendell Green and a phenomenal career, a collegiate career here at Auburn. Did a lot of great things. Coach Bruce Pearl had nice things to say about him in his post on Twitter in regard to the leadership or or the tenacity, excuse me, that, that Wendell Green approaches the game with. A lot of competitiveness a ton of confidence that he exuded out there on the floor. And he's going to be missed. Listen, his productivity is noteworthy. Uh, So we're definitely going to miss Wendell Green next season. But a lot of things yet yet to be ironed out for Auburn basketball. I see a lot of you guys jumping in here this morning, and I appreciate you all for joining me this morning right here on The Morning Drop. You already know what you need to be doing, which is sharing the video. Make sure we get some more people in here on this conversation because we have a lot to talk about in regards to this because Wendell Green... Um, was a, a heavy contributor, and we'll get into the numbers here in just a minute, and and the t- kinds of things that he needs to be that we need to replace for Auburn to get uh, to a successful level next season. Just taking a look at uh, what he has done over his career, he's done some amazing things. Like I know that he's taken a lot of flack for the late game shots and shot selection, and we'll get into that portion. But right now, let's heap the praise uh, before we get in into some of the other things. Wendell Green was. Last year, the second leading scorer for Auburn was the leading scorer for a vast majority of the season. Only really the reason there's a, there's a slight differential uh, between him and Janai Broom, who was the points per game uh, leader for Auburn. Um, and that's because Janai played one less game, really. So his points per game was slightly higher. So if they had played equal games, then maybe Wendell would be number one. But at any rate, he's number two. Uh, so he was the, the second highest point producer on the team. A lot of that, if you listen to the conversation that I had with Auburn Memes on Lobtown podcast, a vast majority of that came from the free throw line. But for a team that struggled from the free throw line and him being the best or most proficient free throw shooter and the guy who is best at getting to the free throw line, that's something that you're going to miss from this team. So we're going to have to figure out how to reproduce his productivity from the field and from the free throw line. Then when you get into the assist game, now a lot of this had to do with his minutes for sure. 
but he was the most experienced ball handler and the best ball handler on the team. And his ability to distribute the basketball is something that people can't deny. He was the high man for the assists on the team. Um, and there just weren't a lot of other guys who could get into the offense and you could put the ball in their hands and they could distribute the ball well. We had some guys who could dribble, right? Like I'm not saying there aren't guys on the team who could dribble, but as far as running the offense and really getting you into your stuff, he was the guy on the team last year. So we're going to have to reproduce that. We're going to have to figure out how we replace that. And then uh, he was actually the leader in steals on the team and steals per game. So Wendell Green did a lot of great things for um, Auburn basketball in his time here. So definitely going to miss the production that he was able to give you. Um, on the opposite side of that, you know, this is an opportunity, right? This is an opportunity for for young guys like Trey Donaldson, who I believe has a tremendous upside. And he, ha he has a, a lot of the competitive fire that you're going to get from Wendell Green. Probably not at this point, hasn't shown to be as good a score as far as finishing in the lane more specifically. He shot the ball well, you know, down the stretch later in the season. A lot of spot-up opportunities, he was able to do that. Off the dribble, he showed his ability to be able to get to that a little bit. Finishing in the lane, probably not as good um, or hasn't shown it yet. I don't know about his how, how good he is. He hasn't played the minute, so I can't really gauge that. But I do like the ceiling that we have with Trey Donaldson as far as his athleticism. He's a little bit bigger build than um, what Wendell is, so he's going to be tougher and be able to finish through contact probably a little bit better. Um, but still a lot of things as far as his ability to be able to, to get into the offense and make the offense flow effectively that we have yet to see from Trey Donaldson. But again, great court vision, some good things that we're going to see from him. Aiden Holloway is going to be coming in, true freshman. We know that he's got a lot of talent. Um, an underrated part of Wendell Green's game was, I said he was the leader in steals on the team, was his ability on the defensive end. He was a pretty tenacious defender. He wasn't the best on-the-ball defender just because people could shoot over the top of him, right? So his 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 height was was an impediment for him being a great on-ball on defender, but his off-ball defense and his ball denial skills, really good. I might even, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's going pro, so maybe we'll get into a watch the film and talk a little bit about some of the strengths and weaknesses that you have with Wendell Green as he tries to make the transition to the next level. Um, but Definitely an underrated portion of his his game. So something that, um, and I and I bring that up. Something that I honestly didn't see a lot of good stuff from Aiden Holloway in the very few things that I've watched from him um, as far as defense is concerned. He seems to be a little upright, and hopefully, you know, getting him in here with Coach Bruce Pearl because that's something that. Wendell Green actually improved on year over year from year one to year two. I think he actually got better defensively last year and just the effort that he was given on the defensive end. Um, but what you're going to miss probably most is the trust that a coach has in a young man to put the ball in his hands late game and say, run my offense for me. Right. So Coach Pearl clearly trusted Wendell Green for whatever people feel about that decision to trust him, he clearly trusted him late game to go out there and do things. And he puts a lot of uh, responsibility in the hands of his point guard to be able to make those decisions in those moments. He doesn't call a lot of timeouts late game. He doesn't call a lot of timeouts to stem the tide. He wants his point guards to go out there and control the basketball game and make good decisions to get us in the right situations. Um, but what I think that you will start to see as we started to get into this next phase of Auburn basketball that's going to be absent of Wendell Green, now going to be absent of Chance, potentially. Uh, he has it. Interestingly, 
Johan Treor made a very definitive, you know, social media post once the rumors started coming out about his intent to enter the transfer portal. I haven't looked at the transfer portal itself to see whether or not he actually put his name in yet, but he did do the whole social media post. Thank you, Auburn family. It's time for me to move on type of thing, right? Haven't seen that from Chance Westry yet. So I don't know if there's a chance that Chance returns, um, but, you know, we'll see. M- maybe Wendell leaving gives you an opportunity to have chance to come back into the fold because those minutes at guard are now going to be distributed elsewhere, right? So when you look at the guard position, Zepp Jasper gone, Wendell Green gone, and those were two guys who played the vast majority of the minutes at guard, right? So you're going to, you really only have Trey Donaldson left. Um, that was a guy that was getting guard minutes and Katie Johnson, right? So Katie Johnson's not going to play point for you. He's not going to be, even though he got better at that, KD actually did get a lot better at his ability to facilitate and play within the system a little bit more. Um, and KD does have that late game, put the ball in his hands, kind of drive and motor that you want. Um, but he's not going to play a ton of point guard for you, right? He's not really a, a distributor in that way, in my opinion. I haven't seen him do it, so I, I can't attribute something to him that I've never seen him do. Uh, but KD Johnson and Trey Donaldson are really your only returning guards on this team and Trey to me is the, the true point guard of those two Aiden Holloway from a size perspective is really a, a point guard but he's more of a scoring guard right like he's a small scoring guard I did I mean he can distribute a little bit um but again I, I don't know if you're going to put a true in the hand of a true freshman who has yet to really show his propensity on the defensive end and you're going to lose a lot you're losing Zepp Jasper and Wendell Green two of probably your better point guards or ability guards in the defensive end because KD has some lapses defensively. Trey Donaldson gives you a lot of good effort defensively. I am, I'm, I'm super high on Trey Donaldson's so looking forward to that. But I say all that to say chance Westry actually would work really well within the system to be able to get minutes, to give you a big guard that could be on the ball and give you a ball pressure and, and disrupt things on the defensive end when you're going to, again, have a small backcourt when you look at Trey Donaldson, KD Johnson, and, oh, and Aiden Holloway coming back, right? So you're, you're going to have a small backcourt if you don't get one of those bigger guards. But the answer could be the transfer portal. I'm just talking about people we currently know that are wearing Auburn uniforms and have uh, scholarships here at Auburn, right? So a lot left to be figured out. Uh, when it comes to the the point guard position, specifically that backcourt is going to look a lot different next year. And we're going to have a lot of things that are unknowns. So I'm looking forward to seeing kind of how this coaching staff approaches that. It's, it's, it's really big for us, though. Right? There's a lot of guards that are available in the transfer portal who would not really want to come and then have to sit the bench or you have to figure out how to convince Wendell Green to be okay with taking a lesser role in his senior season, right? So like, it, it puts you in a really tough spot because you want to get some more height, maybe a little bit more shot-making ability in your backcourt. Um, but how do you do that without offering that guy starter minutes if he was a starter somewhere or he was potentially going to be a starter wherever he was before? Or there's a lot of other programs where he could go start. And it's not the same as football where you have to go to a power five conference to be able to get noticed, right? You can be at a group of five. You can be at one of the mid majors and be stellar as long as you're getting the minutes and the opportunity, right? So though we've seen coach Pearl and his ability and the staff's ability to get talent to the NBA, it's not the same 
with the transfer portal in basketball. You can be a stellar standout athlete by yourself at a smaller program and still do really well. The opportunities are still going to be there for you. So in order to coax somebody to that space, you have to have the pedigree, which we do for putting people in the league. And then you have to have the minutes available. Wendell Green moving on actually gives you a lot of minutes availability and hopefully gives you an opportunity for some of your younger guys to step up. Wool Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the Wool Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. We'll get in here to the comments section and we're going to hear from you all. And I'm going to start the bidding off with Leanne. Leanne, an adamant Auburn fan, seen her at plenty of games out here, but says, told y'all it would be Wendell and not KD leaving. I was never really convinced. So, So let me say this. I wasn't convinced either of them were going to leave. I'm just glad, honestly, that he didn't hit the transfer portal because selfishly, I don't really want to see Auburn players who I think are really talented go to other teams and flourish. Like I, you know, I wish them the best and everything, but I don't really want to see y'all flourish. I'd rather you just go pro, man. Go pro. So no other team can pretend like, you know, they loved you the way that Auburn is going to love you. Right. So like um, not upset at that. Hopefully, Katie Johnson continues in his stick to um, and wanting to stay with the program, but definitely you did call that, did call that for sure. Let's get here to some more comments. Um, and see, listen, Haley, Haley speaking my mind, I didn't even see this. If he's going to leave, at least he isn't transferring. That's what I'm talking about. See, Haley, you understand what I'm saying. Yet. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want him transferring somewhere else, man. Ali. Uh, P-Pass says, I want to wish the man good fortune. He earned his opportunity. Absolutely, man. Um, I'm not going to, you know, there there's some things, you know, that that I could say that probably wouldn't be the most positive about him. I don't, I don't know if today is the day to get into that. Um, but there there are some things that, you know, were, were, were potentially issues with, with Wendell Green and as far as the team. I already talked about it a little bit as far as just do you run it back with him at the starting point guard? Do you try to talk him into taking a, you know, a, a sixth man role again, like he did in his sophomore season? Like that's just a tough thing to do. And that's a tough decision for a coach to make. And again, when you're trying to bring in talent from the transfer portal, you need the availability of saying, yes, you can compete for this number one spot. Would Wendell Green be willing to do that? Right. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I've I've literally had the only conversations I've ever had with him have been in press conferences that we've never really had conversations like that. So it's difficult for me to make that assessment. Um, but I do think that he can be a professional. I don't know if that he's going to get drafted, right? Like he might make it to a G League team 
um, definitely could play overseas. He could ball, man. Like the point blank period, the man's got skills. So I do think that he has an ability to get, go and have a pro career somewhere. So hopefully he'll be able to, to, to live out his professional aspirations and make something uh, wonderful for himself. Chris Sanders says, love and respect to Wendell Green. But with that being said, Trey Donaldson's season Yes, it is time for Trey to step up, man. And I do think that he is going to be a guy who's going to embrace the moment. We saw him on the big stage make big shots. He didn't seem to be scared of the moment. As he continues to get the opportunities, I think you're going to see a lot of great things from Trey Donaldson just because he's got he's got moxie, man. And I think that he's going to go out there and he's going to compete really hard. And he's going to do some great things for Auburn next season. Definitely looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Um Let's see. Uh, Jonathan Boyson says, I think Donaldson, Donaldson will be a good finisher due to his size. And I mean, so I agree that his size should contribute to his ability to finish. I just haven't seen it. Again, I, I've seen him go to the hole. I've seen him take contact. I haven't seen him finish through contact really well. And I haven't seen him really be crafty in the lane. He's got a lot of bounce, um, but he hasn't really figured out how to put all of that stuff together, his size, his strength, and his bounce together to be able to finish in a crafty way in the lane. I think that he needs to work on his his like five feet and in finishes a little bit more, maybe develop a floater, maybe develop, you know, some stuff where he can can embrace the con. Like he's just got to figure out how to be crafty in the lane. He's got all the athleticism to do it. I just haven't seen him do it yet. Again, that doesn't mean that he can't do it. Just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean he can't do it. Listen, I didn't know that Leo Berman could could dunk off two uh, uh, two hands. I, I didn't know until I saw it. when I saw him do it. I was like, you you mean to tell me you had that in your bag the whole time and you just out here. Chucking up threes instead of going to the lane, flushing on people, my guy. Is that what we doing? Go to the lane and flush on somebody. So I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, so that doesn't mean Trey can't do it. I saw I've, I I know he's got bounce. I know that he can take contact. I need to see him do it a little bit more consistently, though. Um Haley jumps up and asks a good question. Wonder who steps up in the leader, leadership position for this team. This is a this is a big question, I think, for this team going into next season. Um, because your seniors on this team, right? So we still don't know what Alan Flanagan is going to do. And I've heard a lot of the speculations regarding his dad and the movement in that regard. Um, But we still don't know what Alan Flanagan is going to do. Jay Will, though he's a senior and likely to return, I don't know that he's going to go test the waters professionally. Could, I don't know. Uh, But he doesn't strike me as like a vocal leader. Chris Moore is probably a really motivational vocal leader that you're going to have on the team, but is Chris Moore going to play the kind of minutes that you're going to need to be that kind of leader? He's He is a guy who can motivate and lead you with his effort, but he's not going to be the bucket getter. Like When I think leadership in terms of basketball, I, I think of either one of two things, and it's usually going to come from your guard position. Um, it's going to be a guy who can control the offense, whether he's a scorer or not, but he's going to be tenacious defensively. He's going to get you in the right situations offensively. And he's really going to make sure he's directing traffic the right way. Or it's a guy you can say, give him the ball and get out of his way. He's going to go get you a bucket, right? Um, as much as I think Janai Broom is a bucket getter, I don't know that he's he's that kind of dude. Maybe in this next season, he's going to show me a little bit more in that regard. Um, but the question remains is who's going to be that primary bucket getter slash 
leader on the floor, floor general for this team next season. I do think that Trey Donaldson has a little of that in him. So looking forward to seeing uh, what's going to happen with him. Um, I like this uh, one more chance shirts. This is clever. Chris, kudos to you for this right here. One more chance. Um, Corey Weber starting the campaign for Denver Jones. So Denver Jones is go- Jones is going to look really good in orange and blue. Um, Denver Jones would be a good addition to this team. I think, again, with not having Wendell there and having the availability of those minutes, along with Zepp Jasper, the availability of those minutes, you could coax a guy like Denver Jones here. Um, the question is going to be about uh, about KD Johnson, right? Like KD is going to be a senior next year. Is he going to be okay being like a dynamic sixth man for you, right? Is he going to be okay being the first guard off the bench? Um, because again, with the transfer portal, Denver Jones isn't going to come here and want to be a, a sixth man. He's going to want to come here and be a starting guard for this team. So you're going to have Trey Donaldson likely as your starting point guard, unless Aiden Holloway is phenomenal, right? Like I, I've seen him score um, and I, I, I know he can put the ball in the bucket, right? Like I, I, I get that. But there's there's more to playing basketball in that, right? Like he's got to and and I haven't seen him do it against elite play that you're going to see in the physical play that you're going to see here in this league, right? So, is is it going to translate? We don't know the answer to that. But can he get you in your offense? Can he run your stuff? And is he going to be a liability on the defensive end? I don't think you have that worry with Trey Donaldson. I think you're going to get some good defensive intensity. I know physically he can hold up against it. And I know that he can get into your offense and he can score. So I don't have worries about Trey Donaldson in that way. Not saying I have worries about Aiden Holloway. I'm just saying I haven't seen it. True freshman coming in. Some people don't make that jump. Listen, we saw Chance go over there and look great uh, when he was playing in Israel. He came over here. Injury aside, didn't look so great. Same thing you have for Yoan Treyor. I've seen him do it against lesser competition. When the competition gets stiffer, does that stuff translate? And some guys do and some guys don't. So uh, waiting to see uh, on Aiden Holloway as to whether or not he's going to be able to do that. Um, Corey Weber is confident in Bruce's ability to get Aiden to play defense. He says Aiden will have to play defense. No choice under Bruce. Bruce, this is 100% correct. Listen, He's not going to play a lot of minutes if he's not going to play defense. Bruce Pearl will sit him down so fast if he's not going to be out there giving you at least effort defensively. I'm not saying he's got to be a proficient Zep Jasper on the ball dog defensively, but I just didn't see a ton of like, again, I just see, and I know one of them was a high school All-American game, um, but those kids in the McDonald's All-American game were out there actually playing defense. They were out there getting after it in this game. This wasn't your typical kind of, you know, free-for-all, all-star game that they had this year. And they, they were playing ball this year. Now, you know, they scored a lot of points, right? And so I'm not saying that it was lockdown defense. They just hadn't played together well enough to really be able to play that. Kind, but the effort was there. Didn't see a lot in terms of defensive effort from Aiden Holloway in that game. Then you fast forward to the game that he played where he was with his actual team that he's with all the time. Aiden Holloway didn't look like super impressive defensively for me in that game either, right? So he's going to have to play defense if he's going to play for Coach Pearl. Make no mistakes about it. If he wants to play big minutes, he's going to have to play defense, right? And so he's just going to demand that of his guards, specifically the point guards. He's going to want you to do that. Um, Let's see here. Um... Valencia says that Trey and KD will have to pick it up now. 
Listen, they, I mean, we don't have any choice but for those guys to do it. I agree with you, Valencia. We need to have guys step up. I think if KD Johnson continues on the trajectory that he was on at the end of last year, I think KD is going to surprise some people next year. Again, if he continues on that trajectory. I don't think that we've seen KD Johnson's ceiling yet. Um, he is a fierce competitor, not scared of the moment, playing a lot better within the system. He was playing a lot more composed. He still has a very doggish mentality when it comes to going and getting buckets. Doesn't mind getting contact. Needs to get better from the free throw line. He had been a good free throw shooter. That regressed a little bit. Started to pick it up towards the end of the season. And then defensively, not great in his rotation sometimes, but uh, very good at anticipation in the passing lane. And on the ball, I think that he's a very capable defender. I think sometimes he had gotten into that mode uh, or he, he he didn't come out of that mode of giving the alleyway to, the, to, to, to a shot blocker like Walker Kessler, which we're going to talk about at some point in time, the necessity for Auburn to go pick up a shot blocker. But uh, giving the alleyway to the shot blocker so that he could be a little bit more loose at the top. Maybe he needs to figure out that a little bit better. But I do think KD Johnson is going to be able to step up and play some big minutes for Auburn next season. Um, Leanne jumps back in and says, Trey, Trey plays point like a free safety. Free safety. He's so athletic. He impressed me in Beham. Um, listen, I, I love the 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 he has, and of course, he he was a two sport athlete, and he had a football scholarship as well here to Auburn or an offer to play football, and he he plays the plays ball in that way, just very dogged, um, dogish, and he he likes to play aggressively. He has a tenacity about him that I really like. I'm excited about Trey Donaldson, man. Um, so definitely looking forward to seeing what he's going to provide. Uh, a few see, see some other people in here. Um, Wanting to see Denver come in. Hugh Rayleigh says, Denver, come home. So Denver Jones, another thumbs up from somebody here. Um, Chris Sanders agrees with crafty. That's the word for win. Absolutely. And, and listen, you kind of have to be when you play at that size. You have to be crafty. Listen, there were other than his ability to kind of finish in the lane in some ways because he had to around the trees, his ability to draw contact and go to the free throw line, he understood that when he needed to get his game going and he needed to contribute offensively and it wasn't necessarily happening for him from the field, he could go to the free throw line and he's a good free throw shooter. He understands how to do that, how to draw files, how to really get in there and, and make things happen offensively when he's not having the great field goal game. Um, so, and then he he was a wizard out there with the ball. His hand, ball handling skills were good, and his ability to find players um, and, and scoring position was good. I mean, Wendell's a good basketball player, man. I, I don't get really a lot of the bashing that happens for him. Well, I do get the bashing that happens for him. I think it's a little heavy-handed because you have to, in order to bash him in the way that you do, you have to ignore a lot of the good stuff that he does to, to land on we need we we don't want Wendell on our team. Like I just don't know how a guy who's that good at basketball, you say I don't want him on your basketball team. But I do understand where the bashing comes from. It is what it is. Um, let's see. Um, see some conversation about West Flanagan. I'm not going to get into rumors and innuendo. If something concrete happens about that, we'll come back and talk about West Flanagan. Um, let's see. Well, let's see what else we got out here. 
Corey Weber um, saying KD needs to focus less on the crowd and get back on D. Uh, listen, so not every team's pushing in transition. I think that's a situational, situational awareness thing that KD needs to do. If if he understands that this is a team that's going to push the rock, then, hey, man, we'll celebrate during the timeouts, my guy. You need to get back. Uh, but definitely is something that he needs to work on in regard to if the team is going to push the um the the, the ball on a make or miss then it's not time to to show out for the cameras we got to get back so he definitely has to be a little bit better in a maturity sense situationally about things like that but listen KD is going to be that guy and and the crowd loves him for it uh and 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 he's going to love him back so I, I love what he's doing let's see here uh, Chris Sanders says, love KD, hope he does have a great offseason. If he's out there work, if KD can can really, you know, they talked about him working on not shooting the line drive as much on his three-point, and that helped him to get a little bit better and getting more lift on his shot. If he continues to work on things like that, and and this is something I've talked about with him and Flanagan, really just all the guards, and they work on the mid-range. They work on the mid-range a little bit more. I just don't know how you stop a guys that are have that ability to go by you with the first step like Trey Donaldson has a good first step Katie Johnson good first step Alan Flanagan again TBD as to whether or not he's returning great first step good athleticism good jump leaping ability if you can get to the first step and get somebody off guard and then put the brakes on and really have a proficient mid-range game man you're going to be an unstoppable guard uh listen I, I watched a little bit of the women's final four uh, or championship game last night, and I can't remember the young lady's name, but the guard for LSU is a perfect example of that. She was just getting to her mid-range and getting buckets all night. She wasn't trying to hoist up three. She was just going to get buckets from the mid-range consistently over because most people don't guard the mid-range particularly well. This happened to us in the final in the um in the game against Houston, right? Houston was killing us from the mid-range. They didn't shoot a lot of threes in that game. They shot some. But most of where we were getting destroyed was in the mid-range because a lot of teams don't guard the mid-range particularly well, right? So if you can get to that mid-range and you can be proficient, you can make a living. I will preach that until the end of my days. Mid-range is where you make your money. Uh, Matt Reeves jumps in and asks, Ike, would you rather chance stay and play the two with KD coming off the bench or get a bigger score at two? You will also need a starter at three and a backup four. I would rather have Chance stay because I think he provides you something defensively and he already is kind of in, he's into the culture of what BP wants to do. His understanding of that is going to get you dividends in that next season. I'd rather have him stay and figure out how to get your scoring. Cause I, so here's the thing. I don't know that Chance would start at the two. I can't see a lineup having Trey Donaldson at the one and Chance at the two that's going to have a good opportunity to score a lot, specifically from the perimeter, unless Trey just really stays on that pace that he was at at the end of the season where he's shooting the three-point ball the way that he was. Because you need to be able to spread the four for Janai to be able to be better. The only other recipe you're going to have is Jalen Williams coming back so that he can spread the four for you, get some more three-point shooting, or the three-man the, the, the three man position that Alan Flanagan either steps up and continues to play in, in the more aggressive scoring way that he was towards the end of the season, or you get someone from the transfer portal who can do that. You've got to have a more ball-in-his-hands score than we've seen Trey Donaldson do. Then I, I don't think that Chance really is that kind of guy. Um, 
You, you need a little bit more of that in your starting lineup because that's usually going to be your finishing lineup. And if you can't finish with scoring on the floor, um, then you really don't have a lot of opportunities to get big wins down the stretch. We saw that too much from Allward. But to answer the question again, I think I would like for Chance to stay. Uh, but that's it, man. I'm out of here. Until next time, as always, War Eagle. Peace. Drive.